and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 25 of our Road to 2021 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your social media stories, and if you're listening on iTunes, you can also please feel free to leave us a rating and a review. Also, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can find in the show notes below or any of our Instagram bios. And we don't just coach physique athletes. We do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. So episode 25, a quarter of a way through to 100 Jack. So we made it, but Jack, kick it off. I know that you've got an exciting episode in store today and a lot to speak about. Yeah, I certainly do. So today is literally the last day of my improvement season before I start prep. So we're we're recording this on the Sunday and tomorrow will be the 19th of October, which is yeah conveniently two days after my birthday. So it gave me, at least I could celebrate my birthday, Mm -hmm. uh, not in prep. But to be honest, it didn't change much anyway. Yeah, I know. Birthdays are always one of those funky days where some people really hype it up. But I guess for you and me, it's just kind of another day, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's quite a simple day for us. Not too much changes, but I'm glad to be into prep from tomorrow. Yeah, exciting times. Let the games begin. So I basically concluded this week, same as usual, really. So training stayed the same, nutrition stayed pretty much the same. I didn't really make any changes to either of those. In terms of training, that was week three of my training block. So the first three weeks of prep will uh, be the final three weeks of my training block. And then I'll deload in the fourth week of my prep. And overall, like training did go well, especially the lower days and the upper days. One interesting thing that I found is previously I was barbell benching once a week and barbell overhead pressing once a week and I was doing seated for the OHP and I've noticed that since taking out the barbell bench press my OHP has slowed down quite a lot and it's almost basically plateaued and I mean when we look at everything else everything else is going up I've been gaining weight so all indicators are pointing towards my progression in seated OHP should be going up as well but uh, the reason why we think it's not is purely because I'm not getting as much neural adaptation from the barbell flat bench. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of lost uh, the barbell flat bench, although it was a slightly different movement. Like it's still similar bracing. It's still a barbell pressing exercise. Yeah, those two exercises really complement one another. mm, And I think it's... it's, uh, Obviously, I haven't lost any muscle. That's why I haven't lost... That's why... That's not the reason why I haven't gained strength. It's purely because of the technical side of the lift and which is quite interesting to uh, notice in person. So just remind people, why did you stop doing barbell bench? Just because pressing is one of the first movements, in particular barbell pressing for flat is goes first in terms of strength. And I just didn't really want to be reminded of that strength loss mm-hmm. or like quite frequently in the mini cart. Then after, do, after finishing the mini cart, I just continued on with the replacement exercise, which was like a, a unilateral flat machine pre- press. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's quite simple, simple reason. Uh, I've still been able to at least maintain or even slightly progress in the 
uh, seated Barbo OHP, which is why I never took that out. For some reason, having it on that incline just allows me to maintain it more. Like I've always been more favorable at overhead pressing than than flat pressing, which is yeah. interesting. And at the same time, like you're lifting a damn heavy weight for OHP right now. Like what are you actually lifting? And you're lifting in that six to eight rep range, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm lifting, the highest I got was 92.5 for six to eight and I'm at 90 right now for six to eight. So. Yeah, and that's still a damn heavy weight to be lifting over your head. And we have to remember OHP is one of those movements that you can't necessarily expect to get rep increases or increase the weight every single session. It's one of those things that you might actually match almost for a few weeks on end before you actually break through. Because I, at least that's what I found, you know, with that movement, it's, it's damn tough to progress with an OHP. Same with a bench. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's just, as you said, it's one of those movements and especially in a deficit Mm -hmm. makes it that much more tough once you lose like the bracing aspect, the stability aspect. So like those will, like the, I'll transition that down the line. I'm not sure when, just depends on how well I maintain strength, but probably to like a Smith machine OHP or something else. Mm So that's pretty much the training side of things. My, the only other thing worth mentioning is my, my back has been a little bit or not a little bit quite fatigued this week, despite bringing down pretty much all my lower back loading movements to two sets. And I think that's, again, due to some changes that have been brought on in the last week due to prep, which is basically some posing. And I haven't really been doing any twisting, like twisting my torso for any movements. And I've started doing that all of a sudden for posing, like the quarter turns and uh, turning my core on a lot more and just doing movements that I haven't been doing and isometric contractions Mm -hmm. and Uh, especially on the rest days when I would usually be fully resting. So it'll be just something I'm going to have to play around with and manage accordingly. Like Mm. I, I wish I had the luxury of being able to just pose like a normal person and not, not somehow accumulate a a crap load of fatigue, but I think it's just because you're, you're getting back into it. I can confidently say that when you've had some time off and then you get back into posing, yeah, it hurts. I think any bikini girl, especially can speak to that. Your lower back gets jacked up, but you know, as you start, you know, increasing your posing stamina and doing it more frequently, right? You're really going to build up that posing fitness and it's not going to feel as fatiguing. You're not going to be as sore, just like mm. the first time when you do a new exercise, right? Like yeah, it's not I, it's not actually it's not the soreness. It's more just fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like I have DOMS from posing. It's mm-hmm. just purely like my lower back is fatigued, and it, it I can tell that it's it's tired. <laughs> yeah, and well, technically you're also doing double the posing now too because you're doing bodybuilding posing and classic posing. Yes. So at the moment, I'm definitely focusing more on the classic side because. I have quite a good foundation with bodybuilding and yeah, already I've learned a lot of new things with the classic side of things mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very keen to continue pro- progressing with that. So yeah, but that's pretty much training. Obviously not much changes at all, if anything for prep at the moment, just uh, as we'll make changes as we need to make changes mm-hmm. and not, not before then. In terms of nutrition, I basically finished on around like 650 carb, 275 protein, 70 fat on my leg days, and then 625 carb on upper days and 575 carb on rest days. And I basically changed that to six days a week for 400 carb, 
60 fat and 250 protein, mm-hmm. and then one day at 575 carb and 200 protein. Yeah, so quite a large drop there, right? Out of the gates. Yeah, so quite a large drop, and I, I basically made this decision alongside Alan, who is going to be alongside me for this prep, and basically we, we want to be aggressive from the start and lose a very significant chunk, probably, hopefully about like six to seven kilos in the first, more like six kilos in the first 10 weeks. And that'll be a rate of loss of about 0.75%. Mm-hmm. So I've actually done this thing on Excel. I've talked about this before, but basically planned out the whole prep and uh, calculated my rate of loss. So as the number of prep weeks increase, the rate of loss goes down and the percentage rate of loss goes down. And yeah, so basically being more aggressive at the start and that allows us the luxury of being in ahead of time and slowing down the rate of loss and maybe even eating more food towards the end than I am at the start. Mm-hmm. And then getting to that point eventually where we can reverse into, if not the first show, then the subsequent shows. Yeah, absolutely. That's the goal, right? Like to actually cruise into the show, not be racing toward the finish line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to build up fullness and even maintain that conditioning because... From anecdotally, like people who hold it for at least a little bit, where like even just one to two weeks, it kind of, it's very anecdotal, but it kind of solidifies. Yeah, it starts to fade, you know, it's Mm. those final few weeks of prep where if you don't manage things well, it's kind of like you're walking on a tightrope, right? Yeah, yeah, a few other things to discuss, I guess. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much how prep will begin though, in terms of the nutrition I'll basically be having the same food sources, just mm-hmm. majorly cutting down carbohydrates. So at like 200 to 250 grams, depending on the day. And when are you having your high day? So I'm going to actually put that on the Thursday so I can get some carryover glycogen onto the Friday, which is a leg day. And then Thursday is an upper day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be quite good. And it will be interesting to see how quickly I adapt because... As, as many of you know, like I did a mini cut recently and I basically started on similar to this. I actually started on higher than this for the mini cut, which was 450 carb. And I adapted quite quickly to that. So guaranteed, I was a bit impatient in the mini cut and I just kind of cut it mm-hmm. as soon as I saw, saw some stagnation. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how that goes. And I, I mean, I'm hoping that I can even last out like eight to 10 weeks on these macros. Yeah. But because it is a, it is a over a thousand calorie drop on, especially on the leg day. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm really excited for you to be implementing that high day, you know, straight from the get go. Cause that is something you didn't do and what a lot of people don't do in a mini cut essentially. But uh, I think because you do have an adaptive metabolism, as we've identified either way, right? I think that's only going to work in your favor. Mm. Yeah, totally. Although, yeah, who knows? Because it's only one day. So (laughs) we're going to find out. But so what body weight are you starting at? So this morning I weighed Mm 89.7. So that's, uh, well, this is the day before the starting point. But yeah, it'll be around 80, 89.7. Mm-hmm. And we actually took skin folds today. And I think um, the last time I was this weight was in February, I think. And my skin folds now are eight mils lower than they were when I was last this weight. So that's pretty damn successful. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're actually about the same as when I was 80 kilos as well, which 
which kind of doesn't make sense, <laughs> but somehow it does. Because back when we, I first, we first started taking skin folds in December of uh, two, 20... 2018, yeah. Yeah, and that's when I had time off training due to my back and training before that was pretty average due to my back. And I'd lost a decent amount of muscle and I was also coming out of basically maintaining my body weight at a very lean state for a long time. And all that made me lose some muscle. So that's why I can be nine kilos heavier yeah. and and be just as lean. That is not too bad. Man, well, that goes to show, you know, it's literally been two years since that point, almost, almost two years. So a solid mm. like 20 months. So damn, nice work. Thanks. So the last point I'll finish on is... I don't think I'll add too much with the prep. Like I wanna, I don't want to talk about the whole prep and my plan uh, because then I won't have much to discuss for mm-hmm. weeks to come. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. But basically no changes to training, nutrition, just the drop in energy. Mm-hmm. And I'll update you guys as things happen week to week. Yeah, awesome. So pretty much right now you're 25 weeks out, right? First mm-hmm. show is on the 10th of April. Second show will we be think, around yeah. 24th of April next year. So every time we tell someone that we're like, oh yeah, like prep's not, we're not competing until next April. And it's like October now. And they're like, whoa, like that's a long time. And it's just like, just watch it fly. Right. Yeah. We'll fly for sure. Yeah. And the last thing I'll discuss is in real, I actually got some blood tests done because just out of interest, mm-hmm. just like Tierra did. And I got basically a lot of things checked, like mm-hmm. nutrition status and hormones as well. And basically, I, won't, I don't want to go into too much detail just because there's not much to discuss really, but or everything was basically in check other than interestingly, vitamin D, which was, I mean, you could basically round it up to being within range, but it was more the surprise that it wasn't quite within range. Like we would have expected it to be within the higher end of the range mm-hmm. or even above, above the upper end of the reference value. But because I go in the sun very often, yeah. like not dangerously so, but I go for one or two walks a day in the sun. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing, right? So I think like, I'm not sure the units that they measured in, but I think, I think it's I micrograms. It, yeah. So. But the, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Sorry, I was thinking of the recommendations. Oh, yeah, not, and I use. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever the units are that they measure on the blood test, I think the minimum end of the reference range is 50 and you were at 49, mm-hmm. right? And then somehow I was up at 109, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, but that's the thing because we go for like a 30-minute walk every single morning with the dogs, right? We walk in the sun to the gym and back wearing a tank top. Like you expose yourself to a hell of a lot more sunshine than a lot of people, I would assume. So yeah, it is very surprising, isn't it? it perhaps it's genetic. I'm not it sure. It could be genetic. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a lot of, I mean, most Australians have European blood. Mm. It kind of makes sense with the convict stuff. But yeah. <laughs> um, and my dad's British, so. Yeah, but to get on top of that, you know, what have you done? So I, I basically started supplementing with vitamin D and like the, again, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it wouldn't have been necessary. Like it should have naturally come up with the sun getting more intense and mm-hmm. progressing into summer. But just because it's something I can do and it's inexpensive, I decided to start supplementing. Yeah. And because I, I mean, vitamin D is linked to testosterone as well. So mm-hmm. if I can get any sort of 
bump up in test, which I don't think I will, but yeah. it's worth a try. But that's the thing, right? Like we've spoken about this on the podcast that it's actually only worth supplementing with something if you do have a blood test and it does come back that you are deficient in that mm. nutrient, right? And because vitamin D is one of those unique ones, we only get around 10% of vitamin D from the diet. Yeah, We have well, that, to rely on the sun. That's what I was gonna mention as well, like to pat myself on the back that none <laughs> of my diet related nutrients were uh, were out yeah, of whack. Exactly. Because like, vitamin D, you can you can eat a crap load of vitamin D through the diet, or and or think you are, and still not go in the sun, and you'll still be deficient. Mm-hmm. So you'll need to supplement anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that that should be really good. It's good that you're supp- like it's interesting, right? And I'm so glad that we both got blood tests because now you're supplementing vitamin D. Now I'm supplementing iron. But it should be good when we get another blood test done in you know a few weeks from now, and hopefully those uh, numbers are back up in range. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll I'll be getting one. Hopefully, I'll be getting a few throughout prep, which will be mm-hmm. interesting to see how everything goes, yeah. especially the hormone side of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. So yeah, hopefully this has just been a nice reminder to everyone else that like you know no one is superhuman, and even if you're a dietitian, you can still be deficient in nutrients. So. If you live in Australia, go get a blood test. It's free with Medicare. You know, it's very easy. And really, you never know unless you actually get some blood drawn and look at the results. So, yeah, cool. something I've certainly learned these past few weeks. <laughs> awesome. Well, enough about me. How has your week been? Yeah, so this past week's uh, it's been a really solid week, to be honest. This has been my third week now of prep. And it's just been really smooth sailing, to be honest. Like, Felt really good. Training performance is still at an all-time high. I'm still hitting PBs, still feeling really strong during my sessions and uh, like just energetic during the day. Like hunger isn't too bad, right? Actually really liking the way that I'm looking, right? Like when I actually look at my physique, I can, cause it's been three weeks now. Like I can actually definitely notice changes, not just through my progress photos, obviously, but when I'm training in the gym, when I'm getting a pump, you know, I can see some like some differences in my physique that I couldn't necessarily see before. But the funky thing is, guys, is that my scale weight's still playing up, right? So just for a recap, right, the very first week of prep, I started off at 68.1 kilograms. That week I had really successful weight loss, got down to 66.7 kilograms, so a good 1.4 kilogram drop. Then I started supplementing with iron, digestion went a little bit out of whack, and for the past week, then it was 67 kilograms. Then this past week, I held on, right? I kept macros the same, but I held on and uh, just tried to see if my digestion would come down a little bit. After my last two high days this week on Thursday and Friday, my weight finally did come down from 67 down to 66.7 again, which is really good. But honestly, it's just time to do a drop, right? I feel like I'm in a really good position to do a drop mentally and I just need to keep pushing, right? I need to be objective. Like the thing is like, despite this iron supplement kind of throwing a spanner in the works and it's kind of a question of like, my physique's changing, I'm feeling good. Like I feel like I've lost more weight than the scale is reflecting. I still need to take scale weight into account. And it's been Mm. a solid three weeks on these macros, but it's just time to do a drop. So 
For the past three weeks, I have been doing five low days from Saturday to Wednesday, and then two high days on Thursday, Friday. On those five low days, carbs have been at 300, protein at 160, fats at 40. And then on my two high days, I bring carbs up to 375. And that's been working really well. And I've, I've actually always had my lowest weigh-ins after my two high carb days, which is pretty awesome but I'm just gonna give myself a little push, a little nudge, and this coming week, so starting from tomorrow, bringing my low days down to 275 carb, but I'm still gonna keep my high days the same at 375 carb. I'm actually really hoping I can keep my high days at 375 for the remainder of this prep, because I think with my energy expenditure and my physique, and given you know the scale weight data that I always drop, that's definitely got me around maintenance, which is good. Because uh, last prep, I was having high days at 325 carbs. So an extra 50 grams of carbs on top of that this prep, which is good, right? My metabolic rate, it is in a good place. But yeah, I think it's just an appropriate thing to do. Just give myself that little nudge. It's only a 25 gram carb drop. So it's really not that much. You know, I'll just cut out like a little bit out of breakfast, a little bit out of my lunch. And like Bob's your uncle, it's going to be super duper easy. So yeah, I'm um, excited to start that starting from next week. But other than that, you know, it's just been a really solid week of work, a solid week of training. Recovery is so good right now, just sleeping really well, doing yoga every day, holding myself accountable to posing every single day. Like, even if I've got a break in between clients, you know, it's like a 15 minute break between client calls. Like, Jack and I have like a little posing room set up in our house. So I'll literally just put on my heels, put on my earbuds or what AirPods, AirPods yeah. <laughs> turn on some Beyonce and just pose for like 15 minutes, you know, just doing my quarter turns. It's, I'm particularly focusing on my IFBB posing because I know my IFBB posing needs a hell of a lot more work than my ICN posing. Not to say both don't need work and I'm not practicing both, but IFBB we is... we both got lots of posing today. Yeah, we do. Well, we're going to have to schedule some posing dates. But yeah, I'm just and I'm just feeling myself, you know? Like every single day that I pose more and more and more, like I'm just really getting into that groove. And But some feedback from Jack is that I do need to be a little bit... Like, you know, tune up the sass and then like <laughs> tune down the smiles a little bit. Like, you know, like For bring... IFBB at least. For IFBB, definitely. You know, like bring a Jacinta Sharky not a smirk, a smolder, a smolder. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. She's beautiful. Anyone look up Jacinta Sharkey. She's the wellness pro here in Australia. Just absolutely gorgeous in every single way. Uh, but yeah, just the more I practice my posing, right? Like it's just with the facial expressions as well, but yeah, just getting a lot more confident. Uh, and it's really going to pay off because Right now, I'm estimating I'm around 19 weeks out from IFBB if the show dates are similar to what they were this year. And then I'm 25 weeks out from ICN. So should be good, man. Um, still a long way to go. But yeah. again, already been in prep three We've weeks. Still got double these episodes to go. So yeah, we'll be we up do. to 50. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully you guys tune in for every single one. I still think it's so cool that we're documenting this, you know, and that we started documenting this half a year ago. It's pretty cool. Any worthwhile training points to mention? Ooh, this past week. Uh, so I have made a few changes. What I've actually done is prior to this, because I'm training full body every single day, I was actually doing a chest, like a primary chest movement every single day because 
like, let's face it, I love training my chest, right? So I was actually doing chest flies twice of doing incline barbell bench once and then incline hammer strength chest press twice. But what I've actually done is I've actually just bumped that down to three and now I'm doing a primary shoulder movement every single day. Because obviously as a bikini athlete, especially in IFBB, delts are clearly a higher priority than my chest. And uh, so yeah, I've just allocated a little bit more volume to my delts, a little bit less to my chest. So now I'm actually doing cable chest flies twice per week because I just get such a good connection with those, such good pump. I love that movement. And guess what? I've actually subbed out barbell bench because similar to you, right? Like near, even near the end of my improvement season, it was kind of starting to plateau, right? And then I know anecdotally from past dieting periods that it definitely plateaus and then starts to regress. And I actually get a much better connection in my chest and my triceps from actually doing incline hammer strength chest press. So now I'm doing incline hammer strength chest press in replacement for barbell bench. I'll bring it back later, you know, next year. And then chest flies twice a week. kilos for one rep. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. I can do that. I can do that. If I can do 60 for three, I'll be able to do 70 for one next year. And then each other day, I'm doing a primary shoulder movement. So I'm doing a seated barbell OHP. I'm doing a standard barbell OHP. And then I'm also actually doing dumbbell shoulder press three times per week with like a different weight and a different rep range for each movement for each day. But that's just because I absolutely love that. I know that I probably could do one of those days with a machine shoulder press, but I just find such a good connection with dumbbell shoulder press. I freaking love it. And it's kind of similar to my hip thrusts. Like I hip thrust three times per week, but I always use a different weight and a different rep range. And that's just working really well for me right now. But overall training is just really good, right? And like, I'm finding that I'm finally able to break those eight reps on my unassisted chin-ups, right? Cause I was doing like four sets of eight. Last week I actually got one set of nine, which is awesome. So what's really cool is that with my chin-ups, as I continue to lose weight throughout prep and you know, maintain my muscle mass, maintain my strength, let's get those, uh, those sets up to 10. So that'll be really exciting once I can finally get 10 chin-ups, that will be epic for me. And I did 160 kilogram hip thrust this week for nine, for, for a set of nine. And last week I only got three sets of eight. So yeah, it's, it's going good. So um, yeah, training's going really, really well right now. But yeah, prep, I'm just, I'm just in a really, really good headspace right now. Just like my mindset, right? My attitude, my energy levels, recovery, strength. I'm just, a frick, I'm freaking loving it, you know? It's good and it's only just the beginning. So there are many weeks, many months to come, but it's off to a crack and start. And yeah, let's just hope that this next coming week, you know, well, just with that little nudge, I can continue to see my scale weight go down past 66.7 because just based off, yeah, you know, skin folds and my progress photos and everything, it looks like I should be 66 kilograms by now. Like it looks like I should have lost at least two kilograms from the start, but the scales just, again, not playing ball, but, uh, Hopefully it's only another two weeks that I'm actually on these iron supplements, right? And then I can get a blood test done. I can stop taking them as long as my iron levels are in range and I'll just continue to eat the kangaroo every single day. And hopefully, you know, everything is all in check because yeah, I'm just really not enjoying taking these supplements right now, but I know it's necessary. But 
I guess in other news, you know, this next coming week, we will be going to our first show of the season, the ICN Queensland show. So that should be super exciting. Jack's got Callum competing in men's fitness. I've got Jess competing in bikini and swimsuit. So man, I'm just so excited to be at a show again. Yeah, I can't wait. It's been, I think the last show was nationals for season B last year. Yeah, well that was ICN, but IFBB this past year. Yeah. Yeah, but um for the past ICN show, boy, like it's been a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> mm, yeah. And uh both of our clients have worked incredibly hard to to get to the stage mm-hmm. and gone through each of their their own struggles. So yeah. <laughs> and it's uh can't wait to see them up there. Yeah, it's going to be super celebratory. I have a feeling they're going to do I know they're going to do their absolute best, but I'm still confident they're going to do really well too. So crazy, only one week away. I'm just so excited to be back at a show, back with that atmosphere, you know, back seeing everyone. It's it's really like our, it's like our special social occasion, you know, like some people go to festivals, we go to bodybuilding shows and it's just as fun. <laughs> it's always a good, for, for those in prep as well, it gives you a good boost of motivation. Oh, absolutely. Especially because you're just entering prep. So um, yeah, definitely. So that should be really good. So yeah, lo- really looking forward to next week. Yeah. Me too. So that pretty much wraps up our weeks though. But as always, we'll finish on one thing that we want to improve for the next week. Mm -hmm. So me for this week, I actually really want to try to get 10 reps with 160 kilograms on my hip thrust, you know, keep pushing for that strength, get a solid 10, take a video, maybe post it, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm keen for that. That's by, that's a huge lifetime PB for me, right? Like, yeah, huge. I think two, like it was less than two years ago. I couldn't, I might've done, it was either 150 or 160 kilograms for only one rep. And yeah. I would argue like- It was like, only last year. It was in 2019. You're right. Oh my gosh. It was like January or February last year. Oh my gosh. So yeah, now that that was like my one rep max and now I can do that for 10 reps on Thursday. Let's hope. I think I can do it. I know I can do it. So 10, that's nuts. Times in it by 10. Man, that's that's progress. That's booty growth. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I want to improve this week is my hip thrust. What about you? For me, I just want to ensure that Callum has a, a really great and successful peak week and everything runs to plan for him on mm-hmm. show day. So, and just to maximize his uh his first show experience yeah well you guys ran a practice peak week this last week right we saw him yesterday at the gym to be honest i think you guys nailed everything so i don't know how you improve on a top tier peak week he yeah we don't need to improve on that (laughs) we just need to replicate it and that's why we do practice ones to fine-tune everything that's why you get ready early guys yep awesome all right so thank you so much for tuning in for our 25th episode as always you know if you did enjoy it take a screenshot post it to your instagram stories tag jack tag myself tag the bodybuilding dietitians and we'll catch you next week with a show day recaps see you guys